swung in the net. evening everybody here we go again what another exciting weekend of football we have had Arsenal are top of the league Liverpool beaten by Manchester United and coincidentally the boys are not here for me to banter them but yeah I'm gonna keep it all in and wait until next week for that but yeah very exciting obviously Leeds absolutely fresh in Chelsea as well lots to talk about which is why I've jumped on really um usually if the lad's not around I'll sort of give it a hit and miss and just say look we go again next week but there's too much to get into, so we will get cracking. Uh, but yeah, hope everyone is doing well. And do make sure you smash that like button and hit the subscribe if you're new to the channel. Um, but yeah, let's let's start because, like I said, loads to get in. And I want to touch on uh, the weekend games coming up as well. So obviously the results are at the bottom if some of you have missed what went on over the weekend. But we are going to start with Tottenham. Um, yeah, I know. Look, it's a bit sore at the moment as Arsenal are flying. But we've got, we got to talk about everyone. This is, um, fortunately, it's an unbiased channel. But Wolves, for me, I thought they looked very, very strong uh, when I looked at the lineup. I looked at it and I thought, look at that midfield. You know, Nunes, Neves, Matinho. It's just different gravy. And then even a front three as well. You've got something different in there in Guedes. And unfortunately, uh, it was good on paper, but it just didn't look as good. Um, you know, it's like I say. It looks good on paper, but so does ink, and ink can sometimes fade. This team's going to take a while. It's going to take a while for the pieces to all get put together. Um, and I think that will happen. Uh, but for me, I thought there were good signs from Wolves. Uh, their acquisitions in particular, you know, Nunes got close to scoring. I thought Gaydes looked promising, but Premier League is a different kettle of fish. The time will tell. Um, and it will take it will take time for these players to, to all work, because as much as they've got quality in there, Rome wasn't built in a day and it's not, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It'll be a few games and a few hard knocks, perhaps, to get this team really living up to its full potential. Spurs were fortunate, um, I thought, to take something out of this. Had Wolves made more of their chances, this ends completely differently. Uh, a bit similar to last week, obviously, with their fortune against Chelsea. They were let off. But they ought to be worried, as history won't keep repeating itself. Other teams will take advantage. It was another quite game for Son, I thought, um, and I'll stand by what I've said many times. They are too reliant on him. I feel like if they're going to spend such money and bring certain players in, use them for God's sake. This clearly isn't working. Uh, but yeah, that's my Arsenal hat off for long enough. Uh, I think let's, let's keep that side of them up as long as possible because the Southampton game, yeah, that looked convincing. Uh, but this in the Chelsea game wasn't. And that's when they need to show up, when you're up against the Sharks of the Sea. Kane also breaking a record, of course. Uh, the most goals scored by an individual player for a single Premier League team. So congrats to him. Uh, but I'll move on because there's so much to get into, such as Fulham-Brentford. You know, who would have thought that would have been one of the biggest games of the weekend? 3-2 to Fulham. Very entertaining. Uh, West, Ham, West London derby, of course, and seeming so on the pitch. Neither team wanted to give up. Five points out of nine for Fulham. You've, you know, you've got to give it to them. You've got to take your hat off. You have to give them credit. They've played against Liverpool, Wolves, who we've just touched on as well. These aren't easy teams. Uh, Marcus Silva would be definitely happy with that. Mitrovic getting on the score sheet again. And, you know, certain ships are sinking around them. We're about to touch on other teams shortly. But 
this is a good time to pick up points. They'll need to stay confident as obviously they face us uh, in the in the coming weekend, Arsenal, and then they've got Chelsea and Spurs, and that's three of their next four games. And one of those is also Leeds. We know what happened, obviously, against Chelsea. So they're going to be on the up. This is where they could slip and rise back up. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's good that they've got points now because there's going to be a position in those four games where you feel they won't get the points that they have been getting. Uh, but yeah, props to Marco Silva for, for managing to stay unbeaten so far because to do that against Liverpool Wolves and oh, Brentford, okay, look, it's probably one where you expect three, but the other two, fair play. Um, Palace three, Aston Villa one. You know what? I think it was Lee that said at the start of the season uh, that, you know, we need to start talking about Gerard soon. You know, his head needs to be on the line. And I'm starting to look at it and I'm looking at the performances and I'm thinking, I think the time is now. Like you, you look at the team and the actual probable expectation of their squad. It really isn't working. He doesn't seem like he's the man for the job. He's got all the tools. He's just not cutting it. Uh, the stats of their games, you know, they've got three wins in their last 14. Shocking. Absolutely shocking for a, for a team of that standard. Shocking. Um, and yeah, if you look at last season as well, 54 goals conceded and they only scored 52. Only so much of that can be blamed on Tyrone Mings. Uh, they've been unfortunate, obviously, with Diego Carlos um, being ruled out for a couple of months now. He's only just came in. So yeah, that's unfortunate. And I think Gerard's definitely need to gonna pick up something soon because a 2-1 victories against Everton won't cut it. Uh, but yeah, on a serious note, 19 losses last season also. This team is good enough to be achieving more and doing better. Uh, having added to their quality with, obviously, Carlos as well. And Kamara, great signing. Obviously, I was surprised to not... I knew he would come to the Premier League. But to me, going to Villa was a bit of a surprise. But yeah, all in all, a good battle of Vieira and Lampard. Vieira coming out on top. You have to give it to Palace, you know. Beating them isn't for everybody. Uh, but against Liverpool <laughs> against Liverpool and Villa, they have turned it around and put on two good performances. I can see them up there this season. I honestly can. Considering the loss of Gallagher, and yeah, they've recruited some players, uh, but not to the standard of what he brought to the table. Not yet anyway, from what I believe. Uh, Decore is obviously, he's got, he's got a bit of potential there. But again, time will tell. Um, but yeah, props to Palace, another team that have really started well this season. Speaking of bad managers, <laughs> I feel this it's like a battle of the managers that are in turmoil, you know, who can who can jump ship first. Uh, but yeah, this was one. Hassan Holt and Brendan Rogers. I think they're definitely two everyone's eyes and ears would be on this season. And this is a shocking result for Leicester. Uh, I'm not gonna put it any any more bluntly than that. This is a shocking result. Southampton at home, we all know it's one of those fixtures in the season where you like to think you seal the deal. I think the seat the seat is has already been warm, but it's getting warmer now for Brendan Rodgers and it's only going to get worse from here onwards. Obviously the FA Cup win two seasons ago definitely bought him some time. Uh but the league performances haven't lived up to expectation at all. The loss of Casper Smichael was always going to be damaging. 100 percent Um but I look at his squad and I wonder how it can be going so wrong for him. You know, he's still got Harvey Barnes there, James Madison Look, Jamie Vardy signing a new contract. That's a bit of a sweetener for the fans, but the bat line just seems like rain clouds to me over the sign shine that is going on up um, in, up forward. Uh, but yeah, I think Fofana and Tiedemans, if they leave, then yeah, oh my God, it's the tip of the iceberg and these lot are in big trouble. Games like this are where they need to pick up points because it doesn't get much easier. 
Uh, but a lifeline for Hudson Holt, obviously Cherry Adams with the brace. And yeah, I think f- for me, it's just a, a lifeline for, for Southampton. Next week, it'll be back to basics. Leicester, it's a good time to be playing Leicester because they don't know what's going on. Obviously, Fofana, his, his head's not there. He looks like he could be going to Chelsea. So we'll see what happens at the end of the day. But they're two teams that I look at, and I said at the beginning of the season, and I stand by it based on watching this game, they're going to be in trouble. Uh, but we'll move on to one I'm, I can't wait to talk about, and it is the Arsenal 3 0. Uh, Bournemouth away. Look, it's not the easiest of stadiums to go to for fans. Obviously, you get a small crowd going there. But what a, what an atmosphere can we talk about? Obviously, I'm, I'm just gutted I wasn't in the stands myself, but singing all along. And they got the performance that matched to the what the fans deserved um, after their chanting through through. A great start. Obviously, I said um, in the beginning of the week, actually, that this would be a good game for either Odegaard or Saka to come in and, you know, answer their critics. Exactly what Odegaard did. Uh, you know, it was, a great, it was a great two goals. Obviously, the first is just about being there in the right time, a poacher's effort. The second, he took away brilliantly. And I'm, I'm pleased for him because there were a lot of silly comments really being made about him. Obviously, in the first two, like it's early doors. People need to relax and calm down. I think it's the fact that he's the skipper now. Obviously, he could be the scapegoat again this season. Um, there always is one. But yeah, good performance from him. Jesus, the work for that first goal was just oh, it's majestic. Something we haven't seen from a striker in a long time and something we have been missing. And I said last week, I'm not going to echo myself too much, but he's going to be something special this season, mark my words. And he's definitely signing the season without a doubt. But if it wasn't him, it's none other than my man, Saliba. Oh, look, I don't want to get too excited too early. I know we're top of the table and things are great, but we've got October to get through, which is a hard month with Liverpool, City and Spurs. Um, and obviously, we've still got September as well. Fulham, we've seen how they're performing. We've got that at the weekend. But this guy is just ticking all the boxes. He is raring to go. He's loving life at the moment. I can't think of any player, never mind centre-half, because let's be honest, it's not an easy position to blossom into, uh, that have come into the Premier League and adapted so quickly to that level. In our generation, you don't come across many like that have everything in them anymore. With Ad Van Dijk and Thiago Silva, they've come through and they've carried on. He's 21 years of age, years ahead of him. And I think we're going to witness something very special, very, very special. He's generational. Um, he's that bit of sunshine every fan needs on a rainy day. But luckily for those that went and travelled to Bournemouth, uh, to the seaside, it was nice weather. Um, That's what you want, you know, that's your bread and butter. And he's just phenomenal. His ceiling is even bigger than I expected and realised. His relationship with the fans as well, I think you can already, you know, it's hard not to recognise that. He's ticking every every single box. Uh, With his time out alone, it's felt like a new signing. And he's hit the ground running in the right road. I couldn't be more pleased. And I can't wait for what's to come, you know. I think it's going to cause some problems for Arteta and what to do with his squad. Uh, Europa League is going to come at a good time. Because at the moment, very difficult to put Tom Miyasu back into this. Um, obviously, Ben White as well. Never thought I'd see him overlapping on the flanks. But it's good to see, you know, if he's got that attacking bit in him as well, it's just more, more added to it. We know he can do it defensively. At some point, I think Tom Miyasu will come back in. Fulham, maybe that is the good opportunity to do so, to mix it up again. Uh, but yeah, Granite Jacker as well. Pleased to see him getting the assist for Saliba. A magnificent goal from Saliba. Like I said, can do everything. Um, but Jacker is just becoming a new player this season. Uh, he's when his name is being chanted in the stands, you know it's all going well. But 
great performance all in all. To be honest, I don't think there's anyone that had a bad one. I didn't stand out. I'm not worried about Xhaka whatsoever. People are getting a bit too over it. A bit too conscious of, of, of Saka, I think, because a lot of other players are overperforming him. But all you've got to think of is, right, if it's good now, wait until he clicks back into gear and wait until players like Smith Rowe are getting more minutes. We're going to have something good. You know, it's a good it's a good problem to have. Uh, but yeah, great performance for Arsenal. Pleased to be top of the league. And I can't wait to see where this is at in the next few weeks because we've got a good run of games uh, coming up now. It doesn't really get that difficult. I know I say no game is easy, but we're we're easily the toughest player, toughest team to play at the moment. No one wants to be playing us in the form we're in. Uh, the confidence all the boys have got, like especially from Jesus, it all starts up there. He's got most confidence out of all the strikers in the league. Um, but yeah, up until October, I think we've got a good run of games, so we can push this now and maybe get even clearer than what we already are. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, going into Sunday's games, oh, I couldn't believe it. I was out for a walk with Lee, funny enough, and I got back home and I just turned on my TV and I thought, what? I thought, this can't be happening. This is just too too good to be true. But it was true. Leeds 3, Chelsea nil. Um, yeah, look, Leeds just looked like they wanted it more. Uh, one thing I'll say, I do feel sorry for Raheem Sterling. Obviously, the interview that came out last week, it didn't put him in a good situation with the City fans. Um, and I'd put my money on him being the scapegoat this season because, like it or not, and it shouldn't be this way, if Chelsea do not fill that spot of a number nine, him and Kai Havertz are the glue of this team. If they're not with it, everything falls apart. Uh, and I said it before, I'll say it again. You can't sign players like Lukaku and Timo Werner not replace them without facing consequences. It just won't work. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea had their chances. They just need that finisher. Sterling himself, a good opportunity, which he ju uh, put just wide. But players like Havertz and Mason Mount, they won't take you up a level. They can knock you further down. I I, I think the, the worrying thing is, I don't even think not having a striker is the biggest problem. I think their midfield is too reliant on the likes of Conte. You take him out of it, Conor Gallagher, look, I think he was unlucky to be on the losing side, I thought, personally. Um, the the rest of that midfield, though, it was a howler. And, and Eduard Mendy, uh, I think it was only said last week on the show uh, that he's put on pedestals he probably shouldn't be on. Sunday's game wasn't a good memory for him and probably is good evidence of that. Um, Koulibaly, look, obviously had a good start last weekend. He saw red this time round. Fair play to Rodrigo for Leeds. He doesn't come out as often, you know, he's He's a bit inconsistent, but these are the games you want to turn up in. These are the big games that you want to you want to show people what you're made of, and he did it. So Brendan Harrison, obviously making fortune out of Edward Mendy's mistake, absolute howler for Chelsea. They've got a long eight days ahead of them now. I say as an Arsenal fan that I'm looking to see obviously what we're up to, but they've got even more on their hands. They need a midfielder potentially, a striker most definitely. They're looking to bring in Fofana. Seems like a bit too much in too little time, but we will see what happens. Uh, but yeah, up the leads, we go again, mind that gap. Um, and then <laughs> to, to add fuel to fire for the rest of them anyway, West Ham, nil, Brighton, two. <laughs> a terrible start for Kerr. Um, clumsy to slide in so suddenly. If he just stays on his feet, look, just close him down. He may not get the shot away. Uh, to concede a penalty that early on, it's it's hard to get back into the game. If you don't quickly enough, you won't at all. You know, you'll get found out. Uh, the second goal from Brighton was coming and it was great footwork, to be honest. It's football. We've seen Brighton play many, many times under Graham Potter. 
And I said on this show last season, and people laughed at me, uh, Graham Potter for England, that shout may not be that bad so uh, so much anymore. You know, Southgate's playing boring football. If he can do this uh, with a squad like Brighton's, imagine him with better tools for the job. And, and keep an eye on Moyes. You've got to keep an eye on David Moyes. It's almost as if there's a race to jump off this ship and people are just, you know, they're putting their bets in. Several managers not living up to the task. Three losses in three games is poor from West Ham. City, you can understand, right? Manchester City, okay, fair enough. Uh, best team in the league. But you should be taking something away from Forrest and Brighton. Especially given that they've now added to the squad. You know, they've got a defender in. They've brought in the striker. What are you doing? Moyes, definitely keep an eye on him. And the form last season as well was horrible. So I think they, I think if it wasn't for how far they got in Europa, there would have been some concerns there. But yeah, keep an eye on Moyes, definitely. It'll be interesting to see how and if he turns this around. Um, for me, I think if he doesn't, yeah, there's, there's issues there. There's other games to touch on as well, obviously, with um, Everton. But for me, I think the problem with Everton, right? I saw a nice, um, I saw a good poll, actually. It was quite interesting. It was a debate on whether Everton should should sell with Anthony Gordon. For me, if, if you can get 60 million for him, cut your losses and move on. The way you've got to look at it, they've never been one to act wisely in the transfer market, but this is a good deal. Um, and selling a player like him for that sort of money, you can perhaps fill two gaps for that, you know. Uh, kill two birds with one stone, shall we say. But if they can get that sort of money, sell up, they're going to need to sign a striker. They haven't even replaced Richarlison yet. Someone can sit there and tell me McNeil was a replacement. No, whatsoever. He's not going to bring you what uh, Richarlison did. No way. Um, and yeah, obviously, Calvert-Lewin's always a constantly a concern when it comes to injuries. They they need. There's a lot of gaps. And I think getting rid of Gordon, as long as they can use that money on filling those gaps, then they should do it. Uh, if, if Chelsea are the team to do it, then even better, because I know it's money wasted. 60 mil will go down the drain. But Damari Gray to the rescue again. Uh, this is just one of those games Everton should be sealing three points. Uh, it's the small fish in a big pond. You know, you're going to be up against bigger games. If you don't win these, what are you going to be like when it comes to them? Uh, but yeah, Nottingham Forest, another good result for them. They'll take it definitely. And look, these teams that have been promoted, it's a good start. It's a very good start. Early doors, obviously, and they will get found out. There are going to be chapters of this season where this doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, they should be pleased. Most definitely. And the big one, that is, which we can't not talk about, Newcastle free, Manchester City free. Um, quite a game for St. Maximum. I've got to talk about him. You know, this wasn't against the best. It, this was against the best team in the league. Uh, such a performance. Seemed like he was everywhere. Always involved in the play. I thought Newcastle were unlucky not to win it. I'll be real. Um, I thought they were unlucky not to get the three points. If you put anyone else between the sticks, they definitely do. Edison, a couple good saves uh, from Newcastle's good chances. And unfortunately, City do just have that quality to fight back when they need to. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, again, he weren't even in, he weren't even at his fully best and he still managed to turn things around for them. Haaland's strength is ridiculous. The fact that this guy has got the pace as well. He's not just a fox in the box. He can be involved in the build-up as well. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. It's scary to watch what he does. Uh, the fact that he's good at winning the ball as well as receiving it. few times where I did question Phil Foden, um, to my disappointment, because obviously I had him in my fantasy Premier League, so an assist would have been quite nice, but he just seemed a bit selfish, not looking up enough. When you've got someone like Haaland in the middle, you've got to keep your eye because more or less he's going to be ready for that flick on. 
but yeah, good result for Newcastle, obviously helping us um, and help helping Liverpool as we're about to touch on because Liverpool obviously dropped points uh, the night after. So they're going to not want Man City to run away with it too quickly. But it's anyone's game at the moment. Um, but yeah, great result for Newcastle. Just unlucky. I thought City just came back hard in the second half and they can do it because they've got the players to. But I think they should take the point. But I think Newcastle should feel hard done by that they didn't go away with a win. Um, but yeah, fantastic. And to top the weekend off, the icing of the cake had to be Manchester United 2. Liverpool won. Now, usually I would get the boys to touch on this, but they're not here. Um, I thought looking at Liverpool's lineup, I, I thought this was Man United to win. I said in the predictions that I thought Man United would win this based on Liverpool's absences. And yeah, look, probably the best performance they've had in a year. Someone would have to tell me. I don't think many fans would know the, the last time they played that well. Uh, but yeah, Martinez as well. Like, obviously, Firmino is a different kettle of fish to what he's been up against. He's played against. Obviously, Nunes um, would have been the player that he was up against, but he was suspended. But beforehand, he played against Tony. He cut, he's cut from a, a different cloth to what Firmino is. And then, obviously, at the beginning of the season, he's just been up against these tall, big, strong players. Um, and maybe with Firmino, it was just a bit easier for him to settle into the game. I'm not sure, but he had a great performance. Um, and, yeah, he was up against Mo Salah and Diaz as well. You know, it's, it's probably, arguably, the, one of the best front threes in the league. I think... If you if you put aside Tottenham, maybe City, uh, City's probably a debate for now. But Liverpool's, let, let's be honest, with or without Nunes, they've got one of the best front three. And Martinez did a good job. Uh, it was a mixed around back line as well. Ten Hag obviously made some risk taking out Maguire um, and Ronaldo up top as well. But it paid off for him. Great performance all in all. I thought Fernandez as well, bar his babyish behaviour, I thought Fernandez had a good game. You know, he just obviously... Ruined it with trying to do that. Nearly scoring the own goal. Not sure what was in his head there. And when he just didn't let Liverpool have the ball, could have got himself sent off. Just just bloody play the game, you know, get on with it. Um, see the, Seeing the game out. Rashford, he's looking born again. Like that guy, honestly, last night, I looked at him and I thought, he's ready to play under this manager. He seems like he's just absolutely up for everything. Uh, the goal, good finish from Martial's pass. It's good to see them two playing, playing football together again. Great ball through from Martial and Rashford does what he used to do a lot for uh, for Man United. Unfortunately, he's not done so much in a, a long time. But I think this will get him going again. That's the boost he needed. Uh, but yeah, poor from Liverpool. Absolutely poor from Liverpool. Midfield, as bad as it looked um, on the team sheet, to be honest. You know, Milner, Henderson, not cut up to the task. And as much as people slander Man United's midfield... If you put a midfield like that up against them, you're going to get found out. It's the only way they're going to be able to perform and come out on top. And that's what they did. But it, yeah, I'm not going to slander Liverpool too much because I don't want to discredit Manchester United, but Liverpool were poor. I think if Fabinho starts the game, uh, he came on obviously within, I think, 60 minutes of the, of the game. So I imagine he's somehow fit. If he's fit enough to play half an hour, bring him on earlier. You know, they were getting found out too quickly in that first half. Nothing was going right. Defending was poor. Van Dijk, what are you doing for that first goal? What on earth are you doing? Um, you know, he's got his hand around his back like this. What's he doing? I've never seen defending like that. Uh, even in Sunday League, never seen it in my life. I don't know what sort of tactics they were. Hopefully, Cop gave him the uh, the shouting that he deserved. But a great weekend all in all for Arsenal. Many results that have gone our way. And yeah, everyone mind that gap. 
Uh, top of the table, Manchester United going up to 14th. Liverpool now needing a win to avoid relegation. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't believe it, would you? You know, like Leeds and Fulham are up there and you've got Liverpool and Man United down in the sticks. It's too good to be true. But we play Fulham at the weekend, so I'm not going to speak too much because I know that that's going to be a big game. Obviously, the form that Fulham are in and Arsenal are in, two of the best teams in the league so far, if you're going off form at the moment. So we'll wait and see. But yeah, a rising start to the weekend, another explosive one. Come on, you gunners. We will all be back next week. And yeah, let's hope it's a good one. Have a good rest of the week. Smash that like button and we'll see you guys. Take care, people.